Welcome to the Level Up English podcast, the best place to come to practice the English language, learn about the British accent and culture. With me, your host, Michael Lavers. Hello, English learners. Welcome back to the Level Up English podcast. Thank you for joining me here again. I've got an interview today with an English learner. Although it's a bit strange to call him a learner because his English is so good that I don't know, maybe he wouldn't consider himself a learner anymore. But let's say not a native English speaker. Let's put it that way. Um, he's got some really, really amazing insights. So I'm really happy to share our conversation with you today. I also want to briefly mention if you want to support the podcast, then you could try becoming a level up English member. So head over to our website, become a member. You can support the podcast, get the transcripts for the episodes, and you can get lots of perks as well, like courses, group lessons with me, things like that. So yeah, regarding this episode today, I am posting this both on YouTube and on the podcast. So you can watch the video or you can listen to the audio, whatever you prefer. For the video, I will say the first three minutes or so, there's kind of been a mistake where you cannot see me. You can only see my guest, Alex, for the first three minutes. After that, it will be better. So I apologize for that, but it will get better. Also, there were a couple connection issues at the beginning. I did my best to edit them out. Um, But towards, you know, as we get further into the episode, the connection does improve. So if it does bother you in the beginning, keep listening and it will get better, I promise. So two kind of little mistakes I made today. I hope you can look past it. I hope you can still get the benefits of our conversation because I really think there were a lot of good things we spoke about today from the point of view of a learner and a teacher as well. So Alex is from Barcelona in Spain and he reached out to me and a really nice message and he wanted to share his experience with language learning and I'm really glad that we did connect because we had a good conversation and what I will say as well is this is something I try to do on this podcast with my guests is I try to have a range of different people different backgrounds different accents as well so we've had a lot of guests in the past from America Australia and other countries around the world other accents in the UK so keep in mind you know when you're listening when you're listening to this episode, you don't have to listen to receive pronunciation British accent all the time. If you do that, you're not going to have the best understanding in the world of listening. So I really think it's important to expose you to different accents. And of course, Alex is from Spain. So although his English is fantastic, there's still an accent different to mine, of course. So I hope it's good practice for you and enjoy. So I am joined today by Alex. Thank you very much for joining me. Hello, Michael. How are you today? I'm very good. I'm very good. I'm really happy we could talk. Um, You know, you sent me a very, very well-written email um, and I'm happy to have you on. So could you start by giving like an introduction? Like where, where are you from? I mean, where, where are you right now? Maybe it's different. Yeah, sure. So, uh, well, I am Alex. I am. I was born and raised in Barcelona, 
but my my father is from Pamplona, up north in in Spain. I don't know if your listeners are very familiar with Pamplona, and I am currently in Pamplona. Um, I've been here since the 9th of December because my actual home since the 1st of July of 2016 is London. But right now I'm here because, um, you know, I came here just for holidays because actually I am I'm studying in university. I started uh, this January, International Business Management, and I'm also, I'm also a polyglot. I speak uh, Spanish, Catalan, English, Italian, and mm, so, so that's yeah. kind of about, about five languages or four languages, right? Yeah, four languages. I'm 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 fluent. Wow. Well, Sp- Spanish and Catalan are native. Mm, okay. So... Um, then uh, English. I, I speak English. I I learned it in school, but where I I improved my English was uh, in London. Mm-hmm. And then Italian, I also learned it in London because I've been surrounded and immersed with a lot of uh, Italian people. So I got the chance to to learn it and I'm, I'm very good at it actually. And I really, I really like Italian language. Wow, so yeah, that would be a bit of an introduction. Yeah, <laughs> good. Yeah, really good introduction. I mean, it's you. You sound like you much. You know, you know more languages than me, definitely. So maybe a natural question that people might have is: Do you have? Do you think you have a knack for languages? Which means, you know, do you have a natural ability, or do you think it's um, hard work or or something else? I would say I've got I've got I've got an ability, you know, because um what I've what I've seen in many, for example, uh, Spanish people that lives in London too, that although they have been living in London for several years, it's complicated for them to absorb the language. You know, they get to a basic level of uh, speaking and they probably understand everything from a native speaker because they've been for several years living there, but they got to a point where it's very difficult for them to Keep on improving and for me i don't know i i have this ability but i i would also say that i've got like um a passion or maybe i i enjoy looking for things you know or i try to always go an extra mile when it comes to, to languages you know i think i've got an interest for it yeah that's good uh, yeah i think interest definitely helps doesn't it wow so um yeah absolutely so- yeah, you're, you're saying like London, you consider to be your home at the moment, right? Even though you're not there. Did I, did I get that right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. You know, what, what was your experience like in London? Yeah. As you were going to say, how long have, how long were you in London? Um, what was your impression of London when you got there? And then what was it now? Maybe all that kind of stuff. Well, I got in London when I was only 20 years old, you know, I was, I was a kid, we could say, you know, and well, the, the impression you get from London is such a cosmopolitan and multicultural city where each individual can, 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 you can be yourself, you know, you don't have the boundaries you might have in your hometown or whatsoever. And also you've got plenty of opportunities um like job wise mm-hmm. so i started meeting loads of individuals from every corner in in the world because one of my first jobs in london 
was in Brick Lane, uh, in Brick Lane Market on on Sundays. It was like only only one day job because I had another job in a in a restaurant. And I was going through that area and I was meeting a lot of people from anywhere, you know, and it was like mind blowing, we could say, you know, because we were. Mm-hmm. So I, I fell in love with them uh, from, from that point. And after four and a half years there, and uh, I could, I, I, I can say that I've got um, a bit of a love hate relation with London, mm-hmm. you know, because um, I love it for all the good part that it has, but it, it is also too crowded you know, which uh, is uh, stressful because you need to live with people, you know, when you go to the to the street, it's plenty of people everywhere. Mm-hmm. And this is certainly a stressful, you know. Uh, you know I, I believe that uh, human beings, we are naturally not prepared to live in such crowded cities. You know, I think that is something which is a reality, but we don't have other choice, it, it looks like. And also, you know, I miss uh, the sometimes the food from Spain, especially. I think the maybe uh, the, no offense taken for you <laughs> as a as a Brit, but I, I consider that uh, your gastronomic culture is quite poor in in Britain. And in for me, as a born and raised in a Mediterranean city, I think the culture here it's it's way higher. You know? mm. So that's something I, I, I really miss, the, the quality of the ingredients in the food, you know. Yeah, that's but good. Yeah, yeah, that would be it. <laughs> yeah, good, good. I like that. I mean, I, I, I would agree. I think you know, that there's a reason why, you know, you go to um, you go to the UK or London, you get Spanish restaurants, Mexican restaurants, um, Indian, Chinese restaurants, everything. Um, but, you know, in Spain, you don't really see like English restaurants, you know, we're not we're not known for our food. Um, but we, we do have a lot of good restaurants here, but yeah, not really British food, perhaps. Um, and yeah, in terms of like... What I gather... Yeah. Food, what I gather is that, you know, um, British, they love any kind of food. You know, the, they can try anything, but they don't have the, like, the essence, you know what I mean, uh, regarding food, like maybe Italian or Spanish or any part of the Mediterranean has, you know, hmm. for example, you can adapt uh, Indian cuisine, no, because uh, one of the main dishes in, in, in Great Britain is chicken tikka masala, mm-hmm. which is not an Indian dish, but it's an adaptation of mm-hmm. an Indian dish. So what I, what I gather from my experience in London, and I also worked in hospitality industry, is that British people, they don't, they don't have boundaries or limitations regarding regarding foods, but they are not very genuine in food. And, you know, you don't give the importance we do give to, for example, having a meal, you know, sitting down, having a meal with your family or whatsoever. Yeah. You can more have a meal on the run. So, you know, it's it's just different, you know, it's just different culture. Yeah, I completely agree. I, I think we don't have the kind of, in so many cultures around the world, people are kind of, they take meals so seriously, like they sit down with the family, it's family time or maybe... Um, they kind of have more respect for their food. Um, you know, there's many countries in Asia where like you're not really supposed to eat while you're walking because it's like disrespectful. But in, in the exactly. UK, it's just like you know, microwave meal, eat quickly. Um, I feel like people often don't have the respect or they don't treat it like a, you know, same level as same level, 
same level of importance as other countries maybe yeah i consider it a ritual you know yeah ritual exactly exactly um yeah um but i think yeah london at the moment is quite nice because i don't know if you've been here much during the pandemic but i found in the center of london yes, now, I have. yeah it's really quite quiet like the central stations um walking through like by the river thames it's not very many people so it's quite nice to walk around at the moment but maybe won't last for long i live in camden myself um in yep so i moved there the first of november so i was actually only one month there but uh, it was a lockdown you know and so there is obviously no tourists at the moment so it was good you know it was okay although the 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 canal and all this area it was still crowded by the locals but yeah it is nice you know that it's not as crowded but anyway there is as far as i'm concerned there is too many people around in london you know it's like I, always it's packed and now that i'm here in in pamplona i can i can feel the difference you know you've got your your space you know i think it's something quite essential for the for the individual to not be you know always like packed like a sardine you know yeah exactly you can you can feel like yourself relaxing a bit more in a more rural area maybe yeah so so yeah maybe we can go a bit more to like language learning maybe i think you might have some good advice or good experiences that you can share so when it yes. when it came to yes, learning certainly. english for you um were there any differences uh compared to like english and the other languages that you've learned in terms of the what maybe the difficulty or the way you went you went about learning them yes um well uh firstly i have to say that both my parents speak english mm. you know so that it's uh, an advantage because both of my parents like always try to um tell me that it is very important to speak english you know that, that is something they always push me i always had some uh, extra uh extra classes apart from school they all i was also in usa when i was 16 or 17 for a month and a half you know so i always been pushed by my family so when i got to london i had a, a good basic level okay but uh on top of that what what i say is that you need to expose yourself to the language you know you need to because it's very easy to stay in the comfort zone especially when you are um, an immigrant as i am you can always stay with your spanish community or your whatever your community is right so what i tried to do from day one is i was going to i i met friendship he's a, he's a still my friend uh, an irish guy pit so i was going to the pub he was working and i was trying to speak with irish people you know which was mm. very hard at the beginning like really really hard it was like my first month in london and you know i could not understand 100% what they were saying to me but i could follow the conversation you know mm -hmm. which was very good you know because i was speaking with uh, irish people that they were over 50 most of them and they were drunk so imagine how hard <laughs> and the situation was you know try to listen to podcasts try to watch movies but try to look for a different different variety of uh, exposure to the language you know it's not enough just reading it's not enough just listening to podcasts 
it's not enough just speaking, although speaking is the best way to learn, mm -hmm. you know, as far as I'm concerned. But you know, try to look for different methods of 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 getting the language to you, you know, because that that's great advice. So yeah, perseverance, daily practice, um, lots of exposure for listening, for reading, for writing, for speaking, and yeah, maybe get outside of your comfort zone. Just to kind of summarize what you said, right? Um, yeah, I like that. Yeah. Like um, that. Nowadays, it's complicated now with the pandemic because yeah. you cannot go anywhere. <laughs> But I don't know. That there is always ways, you know. Um, I think we another another tip that I would give to anyone that is willing to learn a language or whatever you want to learn is that you know try to get rid of uh, limitations that sometimes we impose to ourselves. You know, like oh, I cannot do this or I cannot do that. You are capable of much more than what you think you are you know and just try to go the extra mile because otherwise you will just get the limit the limitation maybe when you were young you know they told you oh you are not good enough well maybe that wasn't true you know but you believed it and it remained with you for a very long period of time so yeah yeah i love that yeah so we, we always have this negative self-talk don't we like sometimes we don't realize it but in our heads we're saying like oh you know i i, I don't you know i don't have the ability to learn a language you know I'm not a language learner or you know maybe I'm not good enough or something like that and yeah it's, I think it's just not true you know anyone you know as you said you're capable of much more than you realize so yeah absolutely nice yeah, to remember absolutely. and because uh, identity you know our identity is something that it's given by our environment right mm -hmm. you are Michael because someone gave you that name or me I'm Alex because someone gave me that name so you know that is, you cannot uh, get rid absolutely of that identity that has been given to you by how you've been raised or whatsoever. But you need to try to separate a bit from those boundaries of your environment and now try to make an identity by, by yourself. Mm -hmm. Although it sounds complicated in some cases. Mm, I love that, I love that. Um, so I, I might even remember that, I put that like on a quote on my, on my uh, the blog post for this podcast like what, what was it you said your identity is you say shaped or a product of your environment yeah yeah that's yes. amazing um that uh, identity is something that it's given to you you know like mm. uh, it's shaped by your environment i think you you found a better word um accident because you wouldn't be the same person although your dna is the same if you were raised uh, maybe just five miles away, mm -hmm. no, no, not let's say if you were raised in Asia, you will be a totally different individual, right? Although your DNA, DNA is the same, although there are some limitations or things that will be with you for the rest of your life, try to be smart enough to, you know, like to separate what it's been given to you what you really are or what you really want to be, you know, because otherwise you will be stuck mm -hmm. for that identity that it's been given to you, let's say, you know. So I was just saying that maybe in school, you know, someone said something to you, you know, and it's something that it's part of your identity and mm -hmm. it's something negative, you know, because when you're a kid, it's when, when, when all this identity is shaped or you, are, you absorb more what your environment says to you. And uh, it was just to conclude 
Yeah. Sorry, Michael. No, that's perfect. That's perfect. Yeah, I, I think we've got the connection is a little bit slow today, so we might talk over each other a little bit. But um, yeah, I was going to say it's really important to realize that because you, it means you can, you know, change your environment, change your surroundings, and that will affect your identity as well. So you know, if a practical example, if you're surrounding yourself with English or maybe friends who are learning English or whatever you want to do in life, then I think that can have a strong effect on who, on you and who you are. So yeah, I, th I think we can exactly. use that to our advantage, right? Mm. Absolutely. So do, do you have a, like, are you actively studying English now? Like, are you, do you have a study routine or anything? Mm, no, I, I cannot say that I'm, <laughs> I'm studying, but I expose to the language on a, on a daily basis. I listen to your podcasts, for example, or now I'm listening to Brazilian Portuguese podcasts as well. I watch series, series you know, I, I, now I'm studying as well. I'm studying university mm. in London. So I'm reading loads of contents in English. And for instance, uh, when I'm watching a movie or a series, if I don't understand anything or if there is like an expression or something, I pause and I look for it and I look for examples because I really like that, you know, like, I don't know what was the, uh, yesterday I was, I was watching a movie and it was saying that life's such a rich tapestry right? Yeah, tapestry. Which is, tap, tapestry, sorry. And tapestry, it's something that uh, you use like for the, for the furniture and stuff, isn't it? You know, so I will, that's something interesting for me, you know, and I, I post and I look for it and what was the meaning, what was the origin. And I also like a lot of uh, etymology hmm. because um, Spanish and English, they are very related because uh, English has a very, very big Latin base and so there are a lot of words that come from Greek. So I also, sometimes when I'm learning new words or new expressions, I try to look for the etymology, you know, for to look like to the real, real root or the core of the word, you know, that's something yeah. that I really like. But, you know, some people might find this uh, boring or whatsoever, but I really like it. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I'm fascinated by that. Like if you look, go back and look at like the Greek prefixes or the latin roots of words and I, th I think if it does interest you i think it can help you understand the language more deeply and you notice the patterns right like you notice you know every word that starts with um miss is something like wrong you know, misunderstand or misjudge a like wrong judge so i think i think it does help you with um learning new words as well if you're interested in the history and the etymology but that's, yes it's a good habit definitely yeah um, absolutely yeah yeah, that's good. So has your like routine or style changed at all since uh, the pandemic started? Because obviously you can't meet people now, you can't do many things. Has, has anything changed? Look, um, if I have to be frank, for me, the pandemic has had a very, very positive outcome on a personal level. Because, well, um, I've been on four low now. Well, I've been laid off from work. Well, job situation is not good, okay? Mm. But, you know, uh, I had some issues in my bowel, you know, like I've have, I was having some digestive issues. That it was all uh, stress-related. So I had the chance to start studying nutrition. I changed my diet so to a very, very much more healthy one. And then 
in September, I decided to start studying. I, I, I got a certificate for being a teaching assistant. And I also did a course, an English course, functional skills. It was everything um, linked to, the, to the, my council where I was living before, uh, Walden Forest. I was living in Leyton, East London. So for me, you know, I changed my habits. Yeah, but I changed all my habits and I started studying and now I got into university. So thanks to the pandemic, I can say I got the chance to put things into perspective mm -hmm. and to redirect uh, my life or the path I was taking before, you know, which wasn't very organized. And I, I had some things I wanted to improve for a very long period of time, but you know, you. You, I always had work or I always had to pay the bills or I was stressed, you know. So, hmm. yeah, for me, it was very positive outcome. I mean, I don't want it to last forever, but yeah. I'm trying to, to see the positive side of things because I think in the end of the day, life is a sum of all of our choices, right? So I think now is a good time to uh, like chill out a bit and to, to, to see what, what you want to do, or especially what you don't want to do anymore, you know? Hmm. Yeah. I mean, everyone has like a different journey and a different goal in life maybe, but yeah, I think for many people, they, they can see some silver lining or some, um, you know, it's hard to say good because it's, it's not a good situation right now, but people are having more time for things. Um, people are spending more time alone so they can be more self-reflective and, you think about it could be language learning or you yeah, think about healthy eating and stuff like that. So yeah, I think it can be a good time, a powerful time for people to change, can't it? Yeah, certainly. And, you know, yeah, I think because what you say about a goal, I didn't have a goal before and I don't know if I have it mm. yet. Okay. Like uh, an, a specific goal that I, oh, I'm going to go for that. Maybe I don't have that, but at least, you know, I'm trying to, I've got passions. I think the most important thing in life, apart from a dream or a goal that this is very important, you need to, to set yourself some objectives, you know, because mm -hmm. otherwise you get a stack. But it's very important to, you know, try to find a passion, a passion, something that really, really, that you really enjoy, you know, and it really makes you like feel alive or whatsoever, because in the end of the day, a passion is what it's going to take the best out of you, you know. And if from that passion you can make a living, you know, then you are you are very you are privileged, you know, mm. because. So, but firstly, you need to to look for that passion because maybe you can have a, let's say, a work that you don't really enjoy, but on your free time you can enjoy of that passion, that would create a balance, you know, mm -hmm. and then, you work hard to to get that passion, as a job, although situation. It is quite complicated at the minute, but I think that's like a broad perspective of what I think is a good path of action. So how do you think you can find a passion? Very hard question. Or I mean, you know, <laughs> how and how do you, like, do you think it's also possible for people to, you know, make English their passion? Maybe they don't have much motivation now, but is it possible to, force English into a passion? I mean, you cannot force anything into a passion, you know, that would become a frustrated passion. 
but for me, you know, the passion, um, one of my biggest passions in life is also music, you know, I think uh, any kind of music. So I use music like to uh, balance my mood and stuff, you know, it depends on the mood. I play one genre of music or the other. And with languages, you know, they are so, so it's because what people doesn't understand, you know, that when you speak several languages, it's like your, your range of communication, it, it's expanded, mm-hmm. you know? So you can, you can, you know way better your emotions and your feelings because for instance, I can say that I'm sad in four languages or that I'm happy in four languages and express that in four different languages. That means that my in- introspective way of knowing myself, it's gonna be upgraded, mm-hmm. you know? So it's not only the fact that, okay, I speak English so I can have a better job or because people always are focusing on the, on the outcome especially financial, you know, because I think the, the most practiced ideology nowadays is greed, you know, people only thinking in greed or, you know, that's, that's something that, yeah, it's, it's, I understand that, but it's only gonna finish in frustration, you know, you need to, to try to enjoy the, the path of learning, you know, and the way you, when you start to learn a, a new language, you know, you're gonna realize how much is gonna improve the way you see yourself, you know, and the way you've got to communicate within your own self, not even with others, you know, but me nowadays, I, I can think in English, I can think in Italian, I can think in, you know, and that's so, so satisfying, you know, that your mm-hmm. brain works in, 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 in different languages. It's like your brain is divided in, in different departments, we could say, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That's great. That's great. And I think another thing, a more practical thing that you could do, because I think, yeah, not everyone can be passionate about language learning. You know, not everyone can be passionate about English. You can't force it, as you said. But you just can't. Yeah. For example, if you're passionate about music, I think it's possible to combine your passion with something that you need to do, like learning English. So, yeah, you you listen to English music, maybe write a song in English, whatever you enjoy. And I, I think that could be a good. I method for people as well for learners absolutely you know for example if you like music try to listen to music in english then you look for the lyrics you look for the meaning of those lyrics you know mm-hmm. and you are gonna learn something for sure you know but we come again to the thing of the limitations usually you know we limit ourselves very much you know it's way easier to limit ourselves rather than to um try and go the extra mile. Hmm. And I think this comes from also the educational systems, you know, because I think, you know, from a very early age, you know, um, like uh, curiosity should be encouraged in schools, you know, because if you don't encourage um, curiosity from a very early stage, what you are gonna create is judgmental adults, you know, and, Although, as far as I'm concerned, uh, in, in England or in the UK, um, the educational system, it's way more open-minded than in, in Spain. Oh, really? Especially from my experience in university, you know, it's very like they motivate you a lot as an individual, hmm. blah, blah, blah. Okay. But this 
university level, you know. So I think that we need to encourage uh, curiosity, because if you if you if if, uh, if you form curious individuals, these individuals when they, they get to an adult stage, they will be curious forever. So they will always want to learn and to to expand their knowledge. But if you don't, they will be judgmental and they will always have fear of the unknown. Hmm. Or they will say, oh, why do I want to learn this? Or why, oh, this is impossible or this is that. Or, you know, you will create all these, all these thoughts that, you know, are based on the educational system and maybe for wrong parenting as well, we could say. But, you know, it's all, it's all a, a system thing. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, yeah I, I think curiosity is such an underrated characteristic. I think it's, yeah, that's one of the best things you can be, I think. It's good for learning, good for life, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because if you are curious about other cultures, you know, or whatsoever, you know, you can always keep on learning things, you know, and mm. that's fascinating. You know, some people will say, oh, why would you learn, you know, let's say a language that is spoken only for half a million people? <laughs> or why not, you know, why not would I want to learn about this? Because the the base of any culture is a language and religion, you know, mm-hmm. so if you know although it's how are you in a language you already know a lot of that culture you know because mm-hmm. that's been with them for hundreds or thousands of years you know so it's, it's so fascinating yeah. as far as i'm concerned yeah it's funny you mentioned that because just yesterday i haven't told anyone yet because I'm, I'm you know who knows if i'll continue but i, I started learning cornish which is the the yeah, language from cornwall. Of, yeah yeah exactly the language of my area of england in cornwall um, but literally it's like a couple hundred people speak it um, as a second language. Like it's one of the smallest languages you can think of. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just that connection to the culture, the history, you know, my family's history, I suppose. Um, yeah, just curiosity, you know, it's not probably going to be that useful, but I think it's, it's good to have that attitude of curiosity, learning and yeah, absolutely. Helps you through life. <laughs> yeah, and well, in in that particular case, it's your own culture. So mm. we all should be interested in our own culture because uh, we are a product of that. You know. Yeah, definitely. And this is before, what it yeah. is. You know, because uh, if you were raised in Gambia, you know, you will be, you will have an influence from Gambian culture. Is that correct? Mm. So you know, I think uh, we all should. Uh, try to be a bit more curious about our own culture and as a consequence of that we will be curious about other cultures you know because I think that's something fascinating and you know maybe racism will decrease you know and and other other boundaries or limitations that we impose to ourselves or you know because I think we all have the choice to to get rid of all those limitations because me i I accept that when I was uh, younger, I was way more racist, you know, I had way more uh, prejudice about many things, but also I, I came to London, which really helped me, you know, it, 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 it humbled me in, in, in many aspects. But yeah, I think that, um, that's, that's something that uh, every individual should uh, should try to do for their own selves, you know, not not as an outcome, just uh, as a as a as a process of of getting rid of all of, of all of those boundaries I've I've been mentioning. Yeah, yeah, I, I think 
yeah, curiosity leads to open-mindedness, right? It's it's a good good thing exactly. to adopt. Yeah. So if, if you've ever heard a previous like, episode I've done with a with a guest, you might know there's one question I ask everyone because I kind of, I think it's kind of interesting, but also um, probably useful to hear about. And this is any mistakes you've made. So oh, have, yeah. have you ever made like a kind of embarrassing or funny mistake in English or, or maybe any language you're learning? And I'm still making lots of mistakes, you know, <laughs> especially pronunciation wise, you know, because uh, it's not my mother tongue. So it's tough I, cannot know how, I cannot know how to pronounce every single word perfectly. But uh, an instance of that, you know, I remember one of the first jobs I had here in London. It was in a, in a steakhouse, uh, Argentinian grill in uh, Tower Bridge Road. I was working there as a waiter. And when the guests were finishing their main courses, we all we will come with a dessert menu, right? Mm. And I had been working there for at least three or four months. And I went to that table. It was a couple of, of English. It was a husband and wife. And I remember I gave the dessert menu to the, to the lady and I said, would you like any desert? <laughs> she said to me, no, no, it's not desert. You know, desert is where you find sun. This is dessert. I said, okay, I will forever remember that. That, that was a very funny <laughs> one. But I, I had been saying desert for at least five months mm. or three months. You know, the thing is that uh, English people, they, 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 are, they usually don't correct you. You know, they just, okay, look at this, you know, illiterate. <laughs> that's funny that, that's a, that's really common mistake so yeah don't feel bad about it but no I no mean, i don't feel bad about it you know it was just a, a something that happened to me you know? did, did you feel bad when she corrected you was it embarrassing or was it like oh like kind of funny how did you feel i mean um it was a bit she did it in a bit of an arrogant way you know ah, okay but I said, okay, well, I would forever remember that. I mean, I will forever remember what, how how you pronounce it properly. Mm. And I did since then, you know, desert instead of desert. Yeah. So yeah, that was one one that I that I clearly remember. And also another one, you know, because me, I also really like a slang. Mm -hmm. Okay, like when I, especially with uh, native speakers, you know, like when I see um, some friend of mine which is English or. I've got a friend that is from New Zealand, you know. I say, what's the crack with you? What's popping? You know, what's cracking? You know, like various slang. Yeah, yeah, like various slang expressions, like in a in a friendly way, you know. And one day I was with uh, this uh, New Zealander, no? That's how you yeah. say it. New Zealand, New Zealand a friend of yeah. New Zealand, a friend of mine. And I said, Oh, what's the crack with you? Blah blah blah. He said oh. he was started laughing, and I said to him, You like my slang? And he said, well, what do you mean slang? Because I thought it was with U instead of A. So I uh, tried to pronounce it like that, you know, because I didn't know how to write it properly. And he started laughing, you know, it was, yeah, another funny, <laughs> funny um, anecdote. Uh, yeah. But the thing is that um, when, it, although I think my English is quite good, you know, uh, I still don't know how to pronounce like loads of words. And I realized that because now that I'm studying, I'm reading this textbook that we've got. It's about business environment. And I like to read out loud, you know, because um, I uh, I absorb better what I'm reading. 
and it also helps me to improve my pronunciation. And I realize that there are loads of words I don't know how to pronounce, you know, and I need to stop reading. I go to Google, you know, and I write it down and then I put the, you know, there's this speaker tool that it pronounces the word for you. Yeah, like the audio. And, you know, yeah, the audio, you know, and where, where you need to put the stress of the word, the, the emphasis, you know. And it just, it's a process, you know, I think it's a process that it's, uh, it will take forever, you know, because it's yeah. impossible to, to get everything right, you know. And, that's another thing, you know, you, if it's not your mother tongue, as far as you have like a good grammar level, you, any native speaker can understand you. I think that's good enough. You don't need mm-hmm. to be too strict with yourself, you know, because yeah. otherwise you are, you are constantly going to get frustrated, you know? Yeah. Don't, don't have such a high expectation of yourself. I think that's good advice. I, I wanted to ask about slang as well. So you mentioned you like to yeah. use slang and learn slang. Do you have um, like a favorite English slang term or anything like that? Oh, well, uh, you know, I, I, I've been a lot in East London, so I met a lot of people that uh, they only speak slang, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, locals, you know. So, but a favorite. Uh, uh, there was a time, now uh, I don't use it anymore, but I used to use a lot. In it, in it, in it. <laughs> so I in used it, to use like I. N-N-I-T. N-N-I-T. Yeah, it would be like, isn't it? But uh, you can use it for absolutely everything. Like, uh, you're right. You know, I, I used to use it a lot. And I think my English, uh, that's something that is uh, it's a good thing, that I can adapt my English depending who am I speaking to, you know? Mm. Like, for example, if I'm speaking to you, I'm going to try to speak more, uh, like, post and <laughs> more academically, we could say. Yeah, but yeah. If me on the street you know and someone comes to me maybe and i see that they're local people you know that they speak this more slang way maybe i i swap myself to more slang english or uh, maybe i exaggerate more the the way i pronounce words such as i don't know um like a lighter you know i could say can i get a liar you know can i get some water you know i can i can do that you know uh, i i used to do this a lot before you know and sometimes yeah. Some people who are native speakers will look at me like, "Are you trying to exaggerate the things?" <laughs> I didn't. I didn't care. Like, yeah, you know, I just exaggerate my 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 pronunciation. You know, yeah, just you don't need to fun. be shy. You know, yeah, exactly. You don't need to be shy, or you know, or if they want to judge you, that's their problem. You know? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I want like, give, give me. I want some water in it. Give me some water in it. Or give yeah, me yeah. some water. Yeah. Yeah, something um, like that. You know. But I, I, mean, I, I, I know that, that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, you don't need to speak like that all the time, you know, yeah. just in certain occasions, you know, you can you can go for like, uh, me personally, I, I, I did it and I might do it again, you know, in the future. But it doesn't mean I'm going to speak like this uh, constantly, you know, because I don't want to speak like too slangy all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I think I remembered what I was going to say before. You know, I've got terrible memory, but I think it came back to me. So it's the difference between native speakers and learners in when you make mistakes or not, not you, but when a learner makes mistakes, they're not, you know, they're, they're so hard on themselves. Oh, I've got to have perfect pronunciation. I'm so yeah, nervous. But... I don't want to make mistakes. But then really like when I, when I speak English, when I'm reading a book, quite advanced book, there's many words where I don't know how to pronounce them. Um, I might even get them wrong with my friends and, you know, maybe they don't know as well. And I don't care, you know, because I don't have this pressure on myself to speak perfectly. So if I make a mistake in English, it doesn't matter. 
but I think it just kind of shows the um, expectation you, like a learner might put on themselves. Like, I have to speak perfectly. I want to be good at English and therefore they'll feel bad when they make a pronunciation mistake. So I think it's important not to put those um, unrealistic and high expectations on yourself, isn't it? Yes, and that is, that is based on complexes, you know. Um, therefore, they are, again, limitations mm -hmm. because complexes are limitations. So, you know, some people, well, English or British people in general, they are very polite, you know. So if your English uh, is bad, they would say that your English is good, okay? Yeah, your English is good. But if they mean that it's good, they will say that it is absolutely phenomenal or something like that, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, they, they will go the extra mile. So, you know, they usually won't make you see how good or bad your English is. But sometimes you can see in their faces like, oh, you know, this guy has got an accent or something. You know, you just don't, you don't need to care about this. You, know? you need to care about if they understand you. Um, that's it, you know, to start with. Yeah. You know, and, and accent-wise, that is something that kind of obsessed me a lot in the beginning, you know, because, oh, you know, they recognize where are you from always, no? and people, oh, are you from here? Or are you from there? That's not something very nice sometimes, you know, like it's a bit invasive, you know, like you are just classifying me because of my accent. But then I realized that it's something that is going to be with me forever, you know. Maybe at some point of my life, if I keep on like uh, mimicking or, you know, trying to improve and improve, I can get to a point where I've got like a neutral accent that maybe a native speaker doubts where my English accent is from. But in any case, I will have an accent, you know, and everyone's got an accent. You've got an accent too, Michael, you know, from Southern England, mm -hmm. you know, because it's not your your accent is not the same as someone who is from Birmingham, for example, you know, because I, I actually had an argument with a, with a, with a couple in a, in a bus from Leeds. <laughs> they, they, they told me, oh, where is your accent from? Uh -huh. uh, yeah. And I said, yeah, from Spain. Oh, okay. Okay. And I said, and I said to them, but do you realize that you have an accent? Too? And they, they didn't want to accept they had an accent <laughs> and the accent from Leeds, it's quite strong, you know? So I thought, okay, you know how, how cheek ignorance can be, you know, yeah. that people, they think they are native speakers, so they don't have an accent. Of course you don't have an accent, you know, and, and that's, that's not something which is bad. It's just part of who you are, you know, as far as you understand me and I understand you, an accent doesn't make a, a difference, you know, hmm. it's plain and simple. And to be honest, um, your act, like compared to me, your accent is probably more similar to me than someone from Birmingham, maybe. <laughs> you um, know, yeah. So it doesn't really mean much. You're right. You're right. Exactly. Um, yeah. And I mean, I get it as well. So, you know, sometimes I don't meet many people these days because of the pandemic. But you know, in London, people might say, oh, where are you from? Because they might hear I'm not from here, perhaps. And I, I, I feel very proud when I can say, you know, Cornwall, and when, where I'm from. Um, and I think that's a good attitude to have, you know, rather than thinking, oh, they know I'm an outsider. You can, you can like proudly say where you're from and it might lead to a nice conversation about Spain or something, right? Exactly. And usually people, they love Spain or they yeah, love yeah. Barcelona. They are, oh, why are you here? Yeah. Being from there, you know. 
it always leads to this kind of conversation. But you know, we create our complexes like, oh, I don't want to be recognized or whatsoever. Yeah. You know, I feel less than them because I've got a foreign accent. Now that's that's bullshit. Pardon my French, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know, you just need to get rid of all these complexes and just. I just spoke to a native speaker. He under he or she understood me. That's enough. Mm. You know. Yeah, absolutely. I think Thank that's you. enough to start with. You know, because if your English is bad, really bad, they will not understand you. Yeah, that's for sure. Because you need a basic level of pronunciation and of a structure. Otherwise, they will say, "Oh, well, what are you saying, man? You know, I cannot understand what you're saying." So if you if you pass to that point. That's that's good enough, you know. I mean, don't be too hard on yourself because otherwise you will be feeling bad with yourself forever. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I really loved everything you had to say today. I think there's so many great quotes and things you said. So I might have to kind of pick out some key takeaways and like put them in quotes on my on the blog post or the show notes. Um, but b- before we do finish up today, do you have like any kind of online presence or anything you want to kind of advertise or talk about at the end or are you just happy to share um, your knowledge <laughs> you know what happens you know i've got i've got a quote for you regarding um social media because i i even uh, deleted the the account but i deleted the apps in my in my phone mm-hmm. i don't use facebook or or instagram anymore mm. i'm not active because you know i came to the conclusion that uh, modern life is such an unholy mix of voyeurism and exhibitionism and people are perpetually broadcasting their internal and external selves and i don't want to be a part of it for yourself it's different because you are trying to like promote yourself or whatever (laughs) you do which is understandable (laughs) but for me it wasn't so you know i'm just gonna conclude my interview with that quote that's here. amazing that's that's, that's did you, is that your quote or somewhere you got from somewhere else i got it from somewhere else but wow. you know i, I pick, love it I, I pick i pick from from steal different it. places and then i i still exactly <laughs> i steal from different places and then i make them from my own hmm. but yeah um yeah yeah that would be it <laughs> okay cool so is there anything you want to say before we say goodbye today any any last words of wisdom <laughs> no, uh, it would be it would be everything for today. It's been an absolute pleasure. You have been listening to the Level Up English podcast. If you would like to leave a question to be answered on a future episode, then please go to levelupenglish.school forward slash podcast. That's levelupenglish.school slash podcast and I'll answer your question on a future episode. Thanks for listening.